0: g'day and thanks for tuning in to the outpost church podcast we are currently in the midst of 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church and we are eager to finish strong we're also in the middle of a series on philippians where we are growing in our understanding and application of the fellowship of the gospel i hope you find this teaching from our sunday gathering encouraging and thanks for joining us this week for the Outpost Church podcast. I'm taking a bit of a different approach. Normally I would upload the Sunday sermon, uh, whereas for this week I'm just going to reflect a bit on what we talked about on Sunday. Um, And and part of the reason for that is sometimes I feel like I could do better um, than what I preach on the Sunday. There are many times over the course of my life where Um, I've taught on something and then it's really been the start of learning about a particular topic and I think the ideal with preaching is to be able to preach into a topic that you have authority on because you've been living it out for an extended period of time and um, like the the humbling thing for me is that there's not that many topics uh, that I have that level of authority with and uh, certainly as we undertake something like what we're currently doing where we are going through the book of philippians uh we're just hitting up the things as they appear and um yeah i want to be doing better in every area that we cover Um, and obviously that's a a healthy thing but i also think um just as a a baseline there's uh so much to um to grow in and improve on and um yeah I, i feel like uh what i taught on on sunday um had some definitely some helpful stuff in there but i um i trust that god's gonna help me to now that a bit better as we look at it today and i want to uh first of all to to pray and uh just to once again declare my dependency upon upon jesus Uh, i don't want to just give my own thoughts um i want to to share Uh, what's on his heart and I want to focus and major on the the scriptures um, and allow them to to speak for themselves as much as possible. So Father would you have your way as we look again at at Philippians chapter 2 would you have your way and illuminate to each of us the things that you'd have us focus on. Thank you for uh, the way that you are at work in each one of our lives. Thank you for the way that you Uh, Bring the scripture to life, and I pray that would be our reality again as we we listen, as we ponder. I pray that you would give us understanding in all these things as we consider them. Uh, May this be for your glory and for our good. Hallelujah and Amen. So we're having a look at Philippians chapter 2 and starting at verse 19 and this is a passage that talks about a couple of men in particular, Timothy and Epaphroditus. And I recall when I was first really studying the book of Philippians and and trying to commit it to memory, um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to invest the time of memorizing uh, these 12 verses from verse 19 to verse 30. And in the end I chose to do it and and I'm grateful that I did. Um, And it is easy to to miss it though, and to see a passage like this and go, oh, it's just a bit of detail about a couple of random blokes, and uh, it's not the same as you know these passages like, for to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain, or continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Um, these passages that uh, we we love to quote, and and yet I think it's so beautiful that we have a passage like this one where. He's talking about a couple of people um, and he's actually pointing out that they are living out the reality of the instructions that he's giving to the Philippian church. And um, let's, let's have a look. Now I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon so that I too may be encouraged by news about you. And here we have his first reason for wanting to send Timothy. And that is so that he can be encouraged by news about the Philippian church. And Timothy is with um, Paul at the time of writing because he uh, says from Paul and Timothy at the start, uh, he's currently in prison. Uh, We know that through different points throughout the letter where he references it. Uh, We know that the the Roman prison system didn't enable uh, or didn't allow for food didn't allow for clothing didn't allow for medical provisions for for prisoners Uh, it just kept them in custody Uh, would provide water would barely provide sanitation Um, and so it was so necessary to have support people there uh, who were able to provide for the basic needs and here is Paul who's talking about sending Timothy who would have provided some of those basic needs for him um, and a willingness to do that, I hope to send Timothy to you soon. And why? So that I can be encouraged by news about you. And this is a little hint to how uh, the, the tenderness that Paul had towards uh, others and wanting to let them in, wanting to actually allow them to impact how he was going. Uh, that he would be encouraged by news about them. And if, if he was to send Timothy to them, then Timothy would be able to bring back news because he doesn't live in, in Philippi. Um, he would come back to Paul and he would bring news back with him. Uh, and then we continue to read and we find out that this wasn't the only reason why Paul wanted to send Timothy to them. Uh, he continues in verse 20, "'For I have no one else like-minded who will genuinely care about your interests.'" all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know his proven character because he has served with me in the gospel ministry like a son with a father. So he is holding Timothy in high esteem. And he knows that if he sends Timothy to the Philippians, then he's going to actually be um, looking out for their interests, the Philippians' interests, more than his own. And Paul could have said this in a more positive light. Uh, he's kind of, you know, lifting up Timothy and, and um, slamming everyone else in a way. Like back earlier in the chapter, um, Paul says, everyone should look out not for his own interests, but for the interests of others. And here he's highlighting and saying that there's no one else that does that. Out of those that are with him, it is only Timothy who looks out for the interests of Christ, and it's interesting how he parallels that, because uh, in saying about genuinely caring about your interests, all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. He really is saying that if you're seeking the interests of others, in doing that, you are seeking the interests of Christ. Uh, so Paul's wanting to send Timothy to get news about them, um, so he can be encouraged, but also so that Timothy can um, love them and actually prefer them to himself and serve them in this really beautiful way. Um, and when doing that, he's saying that he's actually serving Christ. When any of us serve somebody else, we are serving Christ. And Jesus made that clear. There's that parable recorded in Matthew 25 where Jesus says, um, "You know, whatever you've done to the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you have done to me. And he's speaking about feeding the hungry. He's feeding, he's, sorry, speaking about um, clothing the naked. He's speaking about visiting those who are sick, those that are incarcerated. And whatever you've done to the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you have done unto me. There is this reality that we serve Jesus by serving others and the ultimate expression of service is really to prefer someone else and to put them above ourselves and unfortunately not many were doing that only timothy was doing that out of those that paul would consider sending now we need to understand this is a 800 mile journey 1280 kilometers um from philippi to uh where where paul was riding from and that's a huge journey, much of it by ocean, but a lot of it walking. Um, and so he wouldn't have considered in that time sending women. Uh, he wouldn't have considered sending anyone who was um, uh, too young, too old. It would have been just men because of the uh, situation of the day um, and men that were up for a journey of, of that length. So there was no one else that was fit and able and a male um, that... Actually, would look out for others' interests more than their own, and um, I've just had a really weird couple of couple of weeks. Um, our family has been in isolation uh, through to me getting COVID initially, and then the others getting it as well. And uh, we initially decided that we were going to isolate me because I got the positive test. Uh, no one else had one, um, and I was isolating in our bedroom. But Christy did the most beautiful act of service. Um, to me Uh, when we made that decision she went in um, and and she cleaned our room she cleaned our bathroom uh, and just got it really nice for me to spend that time of isolation knowing that she was going to have an extra burden of cleaning extra burden of responsibility and looking after our five kids over the course of um, that time when i would be on my own uh, in the room and yet she chose to prefer me in that moment and it was a beautiful act and, and very humbling and it's a uh, on us uh, that we would be the kind of people who uh, did what Christy did in that moment, and uh, what Paul is is highlighting that Timothy was doing time and and time again. Um, verse twenty three says, "Therefore, I hope to send him as soon as I see how things go with me." Uh, so here is is Paul uh, in prison, like I said, and and requiring a lot, and it's. He's wanting to send Timothy, um, but we're going to find out who he sends instead in just a minute. Uh, verse 24, I'm confident in the Lord that I myself will come; will also come soon. He wants to be with them. There's this tenderness from Paul toward the Philippians. Verse 25, but I considered it necessary to send you Epaphroditus. I wanted to send Timothy, but I'm sending Epaphroditus instead. And he now highlights that Epaphroditus is actually a really good choice. He says, my brother, co-worker and fellow soldier, as well as your messenger and minister to my need. So this is someone we're finding out now is known to the uh, Philippian church. He's actually their messenger, their minister to to Paul's need. Um, Verse 26, since he has been longing for all of you and was distressed because you heard that he was sick. Indeed, he was so sick that he nearly died. However, God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but also on me, so that I would not have sorrow upon sorrow. For this reason I am very eager to send him, so that you may rejoice again when you see him, and I may be less anxious. Therefore welcome him in the Lord with great joy, and hold people like him in honour, because he came close to death for the work of Christ." risking his life to make up what was lacking in your ministry to me." So here we have Epaphroditus, who was obviously sent to Paul. That 800-mile journey was made by Epaphroditus, um, and he almost died. Uh, He got sick on the journey, it seems, or when he first arrived, uh, sick almost to the point of death, and he was spared. Uh, He came back to health and then Paul chooses to send Epaphroditus back. I guess the intention, it seems, the intention was that he was going to stick around with Paul and um, he would have brought with him money um, in order to help provide for for Paul's needs. Um, And he's been able to do some of that, but not to the full extent of uh, that for which he was sent. And so Paul is sending him back because... He has been sick because uh, there has been that risk to his life. Um, and Paul wants um, two things for himself, he says in this process. Um, he wants to, or he was grateful that God had mercy on him and not only on him, but also on me so that I would not have sorrow upon sorrow. Speaking about the potential death of Epaphroditus, he says it would have caused him sorrow upon sorrow um, for his death and for the the implications that I would have for the the Philippian church as well. And then he says, For this reason I am very eager to send him, so that you may rejoice again when you see him, and I may be less anxious. Paul doesn't want his death on on his hands. He doesn't want to be responsible for giving Epaphroditus what is too much, and he he sends him back. But he makes it clear that he wants them to honor him. He hasn't shirked his responsibility. He has fulfilled it. He's almost died for the sake of Christ. Paul says, honour Him and honour all those like Him who would risk their life, who would lay their life down for the work of Christ. It is such an important thing that we honour people for such a reason as that. I strongly believe that we are born to honour people and it is something that we naturally do. Um, Obviously, the reasons why we would honour will vary from person to person and the way in which we honour Will vary from person to person, and I've certainly seen it in some Christian cultures where uh, there is a beautiful um, culture of honouring. And um, I mean, you can get to the sort of extreme of you know this Christian celebrity type thing going on, where uh, they honour a certain person and they get put up on a on a pedestal. And I've seen that as well. And um, at times when it's it's unhealthy and. Uh, times where people will put themselves on that pedestal, and uh, obviously, you know, our, our call is to honour one another, um, and we want to honour each other for the right reasons, and and not um, because of worldly reasons, but but rather because we are seeing Jesus in somebody else, and to honour that, to call it out, is is such a beautiful and necessary thing, and. Um, I think to be able to honor someone who's not seeking honor from you is a beautiful thing. Uh, and obviously, you know, that means for us that, you know, again, we're reminding ourselves that we don't do things in order to be honored by others. Um, but it is a beautiful thing to be able to receive that honor when people give it. It's a beautiful thing to not just like, oh no, and it was nothing. Um, but to just graciously say, thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Um, when someone does give you honor. And my my three points for today. Uh, three points. Spell out the word top. Uh, you're welcome. Um, this is not something I often do. I'm, I'm not typically a three-point sermon person. I've definitely preached a number of three-point sermons over the course of my life. Um, I just want to honor uh, Chad Mansbridge right now. So Chad is pastor down at Bayside Church in in Victor Harbor, uh, and Chad is an exceptional communicator. I uh, highly recommend. He's got a couple of books out. Uh, one on the covenants, just a beautiful unpacking uh, of um, the yeah, three different covenants and, and how they relate to us right here, right now, how they help us to understand the scriptures. Um, and he's just uh, released a book last year on uh, biblical interpretation, so hermeneutics, and it's fantastic. great read for anyone wanting to understand how to get into the bible for themselves and how to understand different passages and anyway so chad is brilliant at the three-point sermon brilliant at having the alliteration so here are the three t's or spelling out something Uh, in fact i preached at his church a couple of years ago now and um i didn't have like i had three points for that particular sermon um, but I didn't have it you know all with the nice letters and uh, he jumps up after I'd preached and he you know actually worked it out for my sermon, uh, what I could have done <laughs> with those different um, letters or just nailing it in a way that helped people to remember it and it's a it's a beautiful gift. anyway, there's a bit of honoring for, for Chad. Um, but for today we're going with top. So a top priority like as we, As we read this, you know, we are seeking to to be more like Jesus. As we read this, we're seeking to actually prefer others. um, That we would give them preferential treatment over ourselves. That we actually honor someone else above ourselves. That we have a tenderness for someone else that is beyond ourselves. Uh, what we even have for ourself. It is a high call, and as we've talked about a number of times, um, the two options that we have as we read the New Testament are that we treat someone else on the same level as us, or we treat them as better than ourselves, as more important than ourselves. So that goes back to chapter 2, verse 3 of Philippians. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit But in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Wow. And verse 4, in the original uh, CSB, which was only released three years ago, it says, or four years ago, sorry, everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So that verse there puts other people on the same level as us. Whereas the updated CSB leaves out a couple of words. And so it says, everyone should look out not for his own interests, but for the interests of others. So the earlier version was not only for your own, but also for others, whereas now it's not for your own, but for others. So it's lifted that from being one of those parallel passages in that you're bringing someone to your level to actually preferring someone else and putting their interests above your own. Uh, So TOP, the T stands for tenderness, uh, that we would actually let others in to the point where when they're doing well, uh, we rejoice with them. When they're doing poorly, it actually grieves us. Um, Obviously, there's an interesting line there and, and we read about Jesus in... In um, John chapter two, where it says that he did not entrust himself to people because he knew what was in people, and so there's a sense where you know our ultimate tenderness, our ultimate identity comes from our relationship with the Lord. So that is is, is foundational, and yet we see it in Paul that he was moved by others, and we've looked at examples of that in this passage already, that he did want to be encouraged. By news about them, he was distressed. Um, well, Epaphroditus was distressed because the Philippians heard that he was sick. You know, he didn't want them to be concerned. He was he had distress about that, and Paul um, talked about you know having sorrow upon sorrow at the prospect of Epaphroditus's death, and that he would have less anxiety in sending Epaphroditus back. Um, So in these things, it it did impact upon Paul. It did actually make a difference to to how he was going. Ultimately, how he was going was he was filled with joy. Um, And yet, he wanted them to make his joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, as we read about at the start of Philippians chapter 2. Oh, that we would have a tenderness towards one another. The kind of tenderness that Jesus has towards us. Like when Paul says back in chapter one, along for you with the affection of Christ Jesus. You know, it's not just this thing that we feel like we need to do in loving one another, but that we want to do because there's a tenderness there. There's an affection there. Oh Lord, would you increase that tenderness for each of us toward one another, that we would be tender, that it would matter to us how someone else is going, that their joy and progress in the faith would matter, that their reaching maturity would matter to us and would actually affect us. So that's the T, is tenderness. And uh, the O is a cheeky O. Um, One time I did preach a a three-point sermon and they were all Cs. Uh, the first two start with the letter C and the third one was the word C. And I thought I was hilarious. I thought I was amazing. And this is a little bit similar to that um, in that the second letter is honor. It's O for honor. Obviously honor starts with an H, but you know, just go with it. Hopefully it will help you to remember. Uh, we are to honor one another. We are to honor whatever we see of Jesus in one another. And here it's highlighted around sacrifice, being willing to die and almost dying for the sake of Christ is why the Philippians were called to honour this man. And Paul was so concerned about this that, you know, he includes it in his letter. He was concerned that they might not honour him, that they might see Epaphroditus as somehow having failed because of the sickness and returning early. But he's like, no, honour men like him. Because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up what was lacking in your ministry to me. And um, he's not having a dig there at them. Um, he's saying that you supplied what was needed for me. He was the one that did it, though. And he's just pointing out it was Epaphroditus that made that 1,280 kilometer journey um, and risked his life in order to meet Paul's needs. Um, Paul was concerned that they would not honor him as they ought. And there are many times in my life that I have not honored people as I ought. And I want to do better. I want to honor Jesus in people, honor people's submission to him. And I commend that to each of us that we would be people who honor well. And also, P that we actually prefer others. Um, in, in many ways, this is the summary of all of it, is that we would actually prefer others to ourselves, give that preferential treatment to everyone else over and above ourselves. And in so doing, we are serving Christ. I mentioned about our um, ISO experience of the last couple of weeks in, in our household, and it was day five of my isolation on my own in the room uh, where... Uh, Christy um, and Zappora got positive tests. They were the only ones that went to get the tests that day, uh, but they got the, the positive tests back. And, and then subsequently, uh, um, other kids tested positive as well. Um, so it was at that point that we stopped, um, that I stopped isolating from the rest of the family. We started isolating together. Um, and at that point, their time of isolation went from seven days as close contacts to 14 days. Uh, with us isolating as an entire family. Um, and it was so interesting to see how much of a challenge it was for me uh, after only having to look out for my own interests. Um, and every time I sent a text asking for food, it would be delivered to my door. Uh, and other times when I didn't even ask for it, food was delivered to my door. Uh, I never once had to yell out pleading for food. I never had to bang on the door or the wall in order to get the attention of my family. They were gracious to me and they served me and they met my needs. Uh, there was a time when I was sick and, and I find that you know it doesn't take much to bring out selfishness in me. and it's not that I wasn't there in the first place, um, but that these sorts of moments highlight it. And when I'm only looking out for myself, um, it is easy for me to become more and more selfish and um, this was an instance where, you know, my sickness um, and the fact I wasn't having to look out for others um, it did highlight my selfishness. And then in returning to the family, um, I found that really hard. I found that really hard to actually look out for the interests of my kids and my wife. Uh, and Christy was sick as well. Um, and yet, selfishness was so evident in me. Um, and. Yeah, despite what Christy had done for me at the start of my isolation when she, at great personal expense, came in to the room I was going to be staying in and made it beautiful for me. Um, I found it so challenging to return that favor. Um, But I tell you what, how good when we actually uh, say no to that selfishness, the temptation to be selfish. And Monday of this week was such a beautiful day. It was the last day of isolation for the rest of the family. Uh, I had the, the jerk move of bringing COVID into our home um, and then having my 10 days of isolation uh, so that I was released before the rest of my family. Um, and yeah, so Monday was a day where I was able to be out and about, um, but didn't spend much time out. I went for the, the prayer meeting um, and then and came home and was able to spend that day with the family um, and just found myself able um, by God's grace to focus on my kids um, as it turns out it was Valentine's Day and my main Valentine's gift um, was to Christy uh, was actually taking care of our kids well that day and, and loving them and um, just also enjoying them in that process but um, it's such a simple thing but Um, I don't do it often enough uh, to lay down everything else and just go, it's just about these guys and what they want. And we just about completed the puzzle uh, that we've been working on. Um, And we uh, finished the filming for a video clip the kids put together over the course of the isolation, um, which Charlotte has since finished editing and they've done a fabulous job of it. Um, But yeah, just... What a gift it is when we do prefer others and we we seek their interests above our own. And I find myself easily becoming a grumpy old man and, you know, there's a a game the kids are playing that involves getting wet. I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like getting wet and I choose not to be a part of it or I continue to focus on my work beyond the the limits of the time that have been set um, and, and fail to engage with the kids or just continue to be thinking about work, uh, be thinking about other things rather than being freed up to to love my children, uh, to love my wife, to love others. And so my prayer for myself, my prayer for each one of us is that we would do better and better um, when it comes to having that tenderness for one another, to honouring each other and to preferring one another's needs over and above our own that we would be those kind of people, top blokes, top shielders. Bring it on, hey? Our motivation for this goes back to chapter 1, verse 27, where Paul says to us, as citizens of heaven, live your lives worthy of the gospel of Christ. There's our identity statement in there. As citizens of heaven, you and I belong to a different kingdom. We are not a part of the kingdom of this world. In a sense, we operate within it, but we are ultimately a part of the kingdom of heaven. We are citizens of heaven. What a privilege, what an honor. And we are to live lives that are worthy of the gospel of Christ. And, you know, Paul unpacks a number of things between there and where we got to today. Um, But right in the middle of it is the example of Jesus. And yes, we are called to honor one another. We're called to uh, prefer one another. And we're called to have that tenderness toward one another. And it's all what Christ has modeled to us in that most amazing act of humility where he humbled himself. He'd already humbled himself in coming from heaven to earth. He came to that which was his own, and his own did not receive him. He made himself nothing, like going from... Being in heaven, existing uh, for all eternity, being worshipped, he came down to earth and he was limited um, in in being a human being. Like it is a ridiculous stoop to go from heaven to earth like he did. A ridiculous stoop uh, to humble himself uh, in the way that he did and then to humble himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. An incredible act of humility. He preferred us. He did something for our benefit, for our sake, so that we could be included in His family, so that we could be reconciled and be righteous, all because of what He has done for us. Oh Lord, may it be true of us that we reflect Jesus. May it be true of us that We live lives uh, that reflect Jesus. May we become more like him. Jesus, thank you for preferring us. Thank you for honouring us. Thank you for having that tenderness toward us. And I ask that we would receive it. I ask that we would receive your grace and your mercy that is new every morning. And I pray, Lord, that as citizens of heaven, we would live lives worthy of the gospel and that we would be tender toward one another, honour one another and prefer one another for our good and for your glory. Hallelujah and Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. I want to make sure that you are aware of our upcoming Discipleship Training Week. It is almost upon us. It is February the 21st through to the 25th and we have sessions that will be going from 8.30 a.m. until 2 p.m. as well as a couple of things happening in the evenings but Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 2 and uh, we will make that available through the podcast but we'd love you to be able to join us in real time, whether that's in person or online so check out the Discipleship Training Week from Outpost Church on our Facebook event for more details. God bless you.